Hey, y'all, and welcome back to another segment here on Gems Podcast. You already know me, the host, Miss Genesis Amaris Temp, and with me today is Robert Brill. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about who he is so you can connect the dots. So Robert has worked in advertising for 20 years and is the CEO of Brill Media, a digital advertising agency for scalable business growth. The company has been honored 10 times across Inc. 5000 and Financial Times 500. That's just a little bit about Robert, but we're going to play a game so you can learn a little bit more about him personally and professionally. So Robert, are you more interested in a rapid fire 10 question game or an icebreaker? Uh, I'm cool either way. Uh, <laughs> let's do rapid fire. Those are crazy. Let's do it. All righty. Here we go, y'all. We're playing rapid fire with Robert and Genesis. Do, 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 do. Question number one. You have a pretty cool decked out space behind you. What is one item behind you that is most symbolic and why? I have a baseball behind me right there. And um, I'd say the baseball because um, I caught it at Dodger Stadium uh, when oh. I had half-season tickets. And I'm really enjoying taking my son to Dodgers games. Uh, he's five years old. And so um, it's really cool that we can share that. And he loves it. And my wife loves it. So it's a really great time. That's awesome. Question two, what's one word to describe you? Amazing. Name one one instance in your life that has actually been hard for you, but it actually built your character. Oh, there's plenty. Um, in, in there was a period of time when um, our business grew from two people to seven people, and I didn't know over the course of a summer, and nothing was working. Our people weren't happy. I wasn't happy. Our clients were getting dissatisfied, and I was like, "What's happening?" So it turns out we need a standard operating procedure. Once we figured that out, it took nine months, but it cleared the space to grow our business. I love it. So establishing an SOP <laughs> helped with the growth from two to two to seven people. So you well, grew from seven to twenty. Oh wow! Because two to seven already happened, mm -hmm. but getting to the seven was like, don't know what to do. No one's happy. Employees weren't happy. No, no one was happy, mm -hmm. and so I, I realized after banging my head against the wall and talking to my good friends who are, who are smart people. One of them said, you need an SOP. And he became our first chief operating officer. And that cleared the space to grow from seven to 20, 25, depending on the, on the time. Yeah. I like that. And I like the fact that you listen to other people because sometimes when you're in business, people think they're in business for themselves, by themselves, but it actually takes a team and really bringing all those ideas together to really create the synergies. Totally. Gosh. I mean, I mean, yeah, it, like you, you just need like the business grows when people are happy mm -hmm. and you've got to steward and nurture the growth of her business to be successful. I like that. And question five, what's one secret sauce for marketing and advertising? Hire an expert. Don't do it yourself. That's the secret sauce. When you're, when you're, when your leg hurts, you don't go to like your cousin, you go to a doctor. When your car's broken, you go to a mechanic. Don't assume just because you're on Facebook all day that you understand how the intricacies of Facebook work to grow your business. Hire an expert. It'll save you thousands of hours and probably tens of thousands of dollars in mistakes. Yeah. Hire expert, y'all. Question six. What's one quote or statement you live by? 
Ten X. Ten X. Okay. Question. Well, <laughs> no, I, I, you want to elaborate? Yeah, I, I feel like I need to come up with better answers. This is horrendous. My answers <laughs> to some of these questions. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, here's here's one. Here's one that I think okay. is actually far more um, relevant. It's important to rise to the magnitude of responsibility that you have because life will give you opportunities, but you have to rise to the opportunity and rise to the level of the magnitude of responsibility. That's what I'm doing. That's what I want my people to do. And that's what our clients are doing. Okay. I'm going to ask you this one because I think um, you have those heartstrings attached is what I'm hearing so far. So question seven, if you were on the show Undercover Boss and you were the millionaire in the room, but no one knew it, what would you do? I dress um, like I normally dress. I dress like a hobo in, in many <laughs> Like right now I'm wearing jogging pants and this shirt. And and I went to a parent teacher conference with my wife this this morning wearing vans. Like no one's checking out the fit. So um I would dress like I normally dress and um I would like position myself as a mid-level executive in the company and I would look for I would want to understand what the day-to-day -day business looks like and which people and how people act in my organization um, to when there's friction, when there's challenges. I, I want to understand if, if, if people get the, the nurturing and the support that they need to do their job. Mm-hmm. I think the answer is yes, because I've been told the answer is yes, completely unsolicited from many people inside our org throughout the years. But I'd want to experience how it is for myself. And by the way, there's no way, some of the things I ask my people to do, there's no way I've ever been able to do them. Like account management work is so incredibly difficult. No skill mm -hmm. whatsoever. So I'd have to be in a place where I can actually succeed. And that's, mm -hmm. the, that's the next part of it. Got to give people, set them up for success. Yeah. That, that's key to success. So question eight here. Do you think the love of money is bad or do you think money is bad? Which one? I think love of money is bad. Okay. Because question. money is good. Money is freedom. Okay. I like that. We're going to expand on that later on in the conversation because it's going to tie in. Um, question nine here. So you're a parent. What is one advice you would give to a new parent? Um, um, I would say what I've been told and what I fully agree with is that the, the days are long and the years are short and okay. try to take in every moment, even when mm -hmm. the little guy or girl is like no teeth and tongue <laughs> flapping and they're just crying at you. Try to enjoy the moment, all the good things, take care of the sounds capture the sound that they make because it's just the most glorious sounds that these little ch children make i love it i'm a new i'm a new parent my daughter's 18 months so i'm going through the stages uh question 10 this is our pass or play question and here are the rules if you pass our roles are reversed and you could ask me a question if you choose to play i ask one last question to wrap up Rapid fire. So are you passing or playing? 
playing. Okay, last question here. If you could go back in time and recreate any situation, would you? Yes or no? No. Okay, awesome. So you've just concluded Rapid Fire with Genesis. Audience, I hope you learned a little bit more about who Robert is on the business side as well as the personal side. Now we're gonna dive into his niche, which is marketing and adver advertising and how he has you know, managed to have those accolades of success with his company, Brill Media, because 10 whopping times across a 5,000 and financial times 500, yes! <laughs> That's what great. do you have to say about that? Um, you know, I think the everything we do has a purpose, and those logos serve a purpose. the The purpose that they serve is credibility for our business. We're in the credibility and trust business. Do um, you can I interject really quick? So, the logos serve a purpose. So people would say branded by association. Yeah. Sorry, I'm really choked up in here because it's like. You're so humble when you're talking about it and it doesn't come from a place of bribing. But sometimes people don't realize that although you have these accolades, it was work behind the scenes and you have to have those start ugly moments that are not always pretty and conducive in business. Can you dive into that as well? Yeah. I mean, look, I think, I think creating a business, what I've been told and a phrase that I really like is, is a, is a, visceral and life-changing experience. And you have to be open to growth and open to being wrong and open to being a better human being. And that's the journey that I'm on. And I think some of the best people in the world are on that journey. They may not always do the best things. They may not be the best people, but in, in purely being in that, in that growth opportunity for themselves, they open themselves up to greatness. And that's incredibly important. And when you're opening yourself up to greatness, how can people remain true to themselves and their business without wanting to jump on the bandwagon of social media and these slimy sales tactics? You want to be be who you are, be authentic, be wrong. Like tell people when you don't know something. Like, you know, we hired a business development representative uh, or we are hiring for that. And one of the conversations was, Robert, I appreciate you telling me that you've never built a sales organization before because I can help you with that and I also know what to look for. So I never try to portray myself as someone who knows something that I don't know. I just, I am who I am. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not a person who, I'm not humble. I'm not, mo I'm not modest. But I'm, but I'm, but I'm human and I don't know a lot of things. So would you say that maybe one of your superpowers is a sign of vulnerability? Because whenever that individual and you were having that conversation, you had to be vulnerable and say, hey, I've never built, you know, a sales funnel or a sales business. And, you know, sometimes whenever you may be the highest authority at the table, sometimes you may not always want to put all your cards on the table. Would you agree or disagree there? The goal is not to be the smartest person in the room. That's mm -hmm. the goal. The goal is to be the dumbest. But in terms of, it depends on the, it depends on the situation. It depends on whether or not you're negotiating. It depends on the power dynamic. It depends on how safe or non-safe the environment is, you know, but I think in general, I can thrive and not everyone's like this for better, or for worse, 
I can thrive when I'm being fully authentic. Like, because when you're not authentic, when you don't know who you are or you are trying to portray someone differently, it becomes really difficult. The only people who are really good at that are literally clinically, um, uh, they're psych psycho, um, um, psychos, whatever the phrase is, like they're, they're a sociopath or something like that, right? It's a cl clinical thing, not, no judgment. I'm just saying like the people who are good at lying are, 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 are clinically like sociopaths. And most people, when they're lying, it gets really hard. But they have to remember like 10 steps back how the, that one random thing they said implies something else. It's just so hard to do that. I'm not that smart. <laughs> I can't do it. Because it's like you have to calculate your steps in order for the lie not to catch up with itself. Whereas 100%. if you just put the truth out there, you're going to save space and you're not going to have to worry about people judging who you are and your character. 100%. So when you think about today and you think about your competitors and the other people who are playing in this RAM and space with you from yeah. marketing and advertising tactics, what are some that you think do work right now? Uh, there's a few things. I'll give you a few frameworks. Number one, if you want awareness and you don't have money, relatively speaking, but you have time, again, relatively speaking, post on post content. And my framework, which I advise for most business to business or business to consumer client advert marketers is the following start with TikTok. most of your chances are for most businesses your clients or your customers are on TikTok. post one to three minute videos on TikTok. commit to posting five to seven days a week you'll become a better orator you'll become a better salesperson you will understand your brand and marketing position more effectively you'll be able to curate your message so that it's more effective when you have when it's time to sell Amplify or syndicate the content across LinkedIn, X, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it makes sense, YouTube, which is what we're doing. Become better at posting content over time. Take your best pieces of content and best is qualified as they do 10, you know, 10 times better than your normal content. If your normal content gets 300 views, your best content gets 3,000 views. Take those videos, run them as ads. Those are your best pieces of content. So that's social content posting. When you're creating content, there's three types of content that you want to create. <laughs> there's value content, which tells people and demonstrates that you're an expert in your field. There's meet them where they're at content, which really just says, I understand the problems better than you do. I understand your problems better than you do because it's my business. Demonstrate that you understand the customer's problem. Don't really give, don't really focus on the solution, focus on the problem, demonstrating that you understand the problem. And the third type of content is what you want to create is, um, in our case, like advertising adjacent content or whatever your niche is, something that's closely related, even though you're not selling anything. That's the stuff that has the possibility of going viral because it's going to have mass broad appeal. So you're creating content on social media, and then you want to run ads on meta because 45% of advertising, uh, digital advertising in 2024 is going to be run on meta and Google. What you want to do on Meta, three-step process. Number one, broad targeting, age, gender, and location. Location can be the United, entire United States, if you can sell to the entire United States, like location-wise. Or if you're a restaurant, you know, five-mile radius around your address. That's your total addressable market. Do creative testing so that you can find out which of your ads that you have are your all-star ads. And those ads, you're going to find out monthly. You're going to iterate on this monthly. Every month, you're going to understand what your all-star ad is. 
And by understanding your all-star ad, you're going to actually incidentally understand more about your business, which products or services people want, how to talk to your people, and how to craft a, a better business that's more powerful. The third step in that in that meta advertising, running ads, paying for advertising space process is the result. The result is you are training Meta's machine learning algorithm to find your best customers. We are no longer in the days of lots of granular targeting, keyword targeting, interest targeting, lookalike targeting, re uh, remarketing, audience remarketing. Meta has 10 or 15 years of data on most of us, on Meta and off Meta. And we want to use that powerful data by feeding it creative so that it turns into your best customer Then you train it over time. So that's content creation and that's running ads. I like that. So content creation and running ads. And now in today's society, we see a lot of talks about AI and how AI is taking over. Do you feel like AI is watering down the advertising space and making it hard for the human connection within advertising? Or what's your thoughts on AI? AI is level up humans. The same way the printing press leveled up humans and the same way calculators leveled up humans in the, the same way computers and the internet leveled up humans. We get to be who we are more authentically and at greater scale with AI. Are there any um, AI platforms that you would tell people to shy away from or any that you recommend? Um, I, I advocate for people to be tech tinkerers. Uh, play with all of it, figure out what works and move away from the rest. In terms of what I recommend, ChatGPT is great. ChatGPT is the Apple store. So if you want to be part of the Apple store in its early, early nascent stages, worry, focus on ChatGPT. And, and there's a bunch of other ones. I'm not, you know, I haven't curated all the best of them. The reason it's important for everyone listening to figure out AI is because it's going to get smarter while we get dumber. And when I say dumber, I mean, at some point, there's a moment where there every person has cognitive decline. It could be in your 50s or 60s or 80s or 90s and God willing, your hundreds, whatever the case is. There's cognitive decline. This goes the other direction. This gets smarter. So for every person that has a need to work, you can use AI to either start a business, become an expert on AI and sell your consulting services, or use AI to accelerate the work that you're doing. And that's the value in AI. And next year, it'll level up. And five years from now, it'll level up. And 100 years from now, when we're all long gone, we're going to live in a society that is dramatically different because we have, as a species, have leveled up because of AI. And it's just incredible to just see how far we have grown since the use of AI. And a lot of big corporations are using AIs. And it is also reducing the number of staff, too, because they could do a lot of things faster than some of the humans can. So do you feel like individuals are not taking a risk by not using AI is kind of what I'm what it sounds like you're hearing, but I don't want to put any words in your mouth and assume here. I think I think if you want to become a better professional, figure out AI. Yeah. If you're incredibly daring, start a business around AI. Because here's the thing. When I say start a business, I don't mean you have to create tech. Be the expert in the room who tells other people, individuals, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, big businesses, whatever, how to use AI. Because there is no, there are no rules to AI right now. 
there is no um there is there is there are no barriers to become an AI expert because no one's an AI expert and that means everyone's an AI expert. There are people who like have marketing agencies are like, I like this AI thing. So I'm going to, I'm going to be the expert. I'm going to sell a course on AI. Like, bro, it's been a year and a half, but he took, he took the title. He's the AI expert and we're working with him and he, we're going to spend thousands of dollars with him. Yeah. Because I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to spend another year and a half dealing with it. I have my own company to deal with. If you want to be the expert in the room on AI, take my money. It's that easy. I like it. And you're putting, hey, you're putting all the cards out there. So y'all listen, listening is key. And not just listen to give a rebuttal and answer, but actually listen to hear and learn. And Robert, I know your success, um, you know, you worked hard at getting to where you are. And one of the things that you did was bootstrap your agency. Can you talk about that? Because I always like to not only capitalize where you are now, but also hear, you know, the nitty gritty and the groundwork, which is the foundation. The groundwork started when I graduated from school. I was on the five-year plan, so I got 25% more uh, more college out of it. And um, it's a joke because it took me longer and it just wasn't that good. Um, and I, I had a friend who was like, I want to be an entrepreneur. I was like, and then I told my parents, I want to be an entrepreneur. My parents, like figuratively speaking, punched me in the face. They're like, but you don't know anything. You don't know anything. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Okay, fine. So I'll go. I'll go get a job. So I spent 10 years in the advertising business and I got some good jobs. I, I had my ups and downs. I learned things along the way. I started my business in 2013 and bootstrapping it means, so in 2013, I had the practitioner knowledge of the intricacies of digital advertising. There are tools that are used in the marketplace, the trade desk, Simplify, um, Vistar, that are like Facebook, but you buy advertising space in other places like digital out-of-home billboards or on local news and sports sites or buying ads on Hulu, et cetera. Hands-on keyboard, people are making decisions about where to buy ads. And I was early into that business, so I had a competitive advantage amongst my peers. And what I realized as an entrepreneur starting out, number one, I had to go from employee mindset to entrepreneur mindset, which was very different, big risk, big reward, I didn't know how to sell. I've never been a seller. I never, as I said earlier, I've never started a sales organization. Selling is a different type of work. It's like, oh man, who's actually going to work with me? I don't know how to sell. There's big money involved. When you spend $100,000 on advertising, you get paid like 30, 60 days later. How am I going to overcome that? I don't have $100,000 to fund advertising. So those were all the things I didn't know how to do. I just thought I have a skill. I'm going to use it. So what I learned, there's kind of like three levels of entrepreneurship. There's the practitioner knowledge, you know how to do something. There's the management knowledge, you know how to grow teams. And then there's like the, the business knowledge where you know how to grow business. It took a long time for me to figure all that out. And this is why I go back to this interest in becoming a better version of myself. Both personally and professionally, I had to become a better version of myself along the way to be able to inspire and motivate people to spend money with me, to know me, to like me, to trust me, and then build a team who people could know, like, and trust. So entrepreneurship to me is the ongoing personal and professional development of an individual. And I like to say, I want to rise to the magnitude of the responsibility and I want greater levels of responsibility. And just like the AI person who became the AI expert in the last year and a half, 
I claimed the title of chief executive officer. I had no path to becoming a chief executive officer, I didn't think. I knew that if I wanted to make the money I want to make and have the autonomy I want to have and have the cachet that I want to have, that I would need to create it. And also, by the way, at that moment in time in 2013, prove to other people that I was worthwhile enough and that I had the ability in me to create a business. Um, and so that's that's the story of me bootstrapping it. And I lost a lot of money until I made made it back and, and then some, and now we have a 20-person team. Wow. And I like the fact that while you were on this journey to losing money, making it back, growing from five to seven, seven to 20, you lost a lot. You learned a lot. You gained a lot. You created collaborations. You made um, partnerships, synergies, and et cetera. But then one of the things that stood out to me the most is you had to learn how to become a better version of yourself. And you also had to be willing to take chances with other people who were smarter than you in order for you to see the success that you wanted to see and realize I'm not always going to know everything and I'm not going to say I know everything. But what I am going to do is build those relationships that's going to fuel me to get to where I want to go. And even when some people think that they have arrived, you haven't truly arrived because you should still constantly be learning as long as you're living is what I like to say. And I want to give you the opportunity here because I know we talked about various things that you have going on in your wheelhouse. Is there something that I have not asked you about that you would like to share with the audience today based on what you have gone through in your business? Yeah, I mean, I think I think for people who are starting businesses, the key, there's this uh, podcast I listen to called um, The Hustle. No, it's called My First Millions with Sean Puri and Sam Parr, I think. And uh, I think uh, Sean Puri said it on one of his um, shows, he said, for work, you've got to find the thing that you find to be play that other people find to be work. Like accounting, for example, that just seems like the worst thing in the world to do. But I have a great accountant who loves what she's doing. She finds it as play. I find it as hard work. I find my work as play where I can enjoy it. I don't want to take the L's when I don't have to, but I will continue on and move forward even though an L has been been taken in some capacity. I'm much more interested in picking up and moving forward when it's something I'm passionate about. So everyone out there starting a business or, you know, Think about what you can do as play that other people will find as work and that's your sweet spot and save money, more money, more runway. And I would also add to that too, is mindset and perspective is everything. Whenever you think about what is play to you versus what is work, because what is play to you? Is it truly play to you? Or is it a vision that someone else has interjected upon you because it's what they see in you, but you don't see it in yourself. So understand the differentiation between that, because sometimes I feel like we do things because of what we have been conditioned, the environment we go, grow up in, whether it's, you know, our family members, our friends, cultures, or whatever. And we need to really take time to do the internal work and have a point of inflection as well as reflection is what I would say to help you really understand, is it truly play or is it work? 
And does this solidify who I am at the core through and through? Legit. Mindset is everything. So, um, Robert, I know we're coming close to our time commitment. I want to give you the chance to let our audience know how they could connect with you to take the conversation further, or if they need your services, um, where, where do you hang out most on social media? I know you mentioned TikTok. <laughs> I'm on TikTok. So there's three ways companies can work with us. We have a small business solution for a marketing and advertising that starts at $1,500 a month. Uh, bigger agencies or clients are spending up to $500,000 a month thus. And we have an agency accelerator program where we charge $199 a month on credit card. You get uh, robust learning and training about everything that I know that I think is necessary for you to be um, a successful advertising or marketing agency owner. And most probably most valuable is going to be uh, weekly group calls with me and my team. And the core idea is if you have the passion to learn about marketing and advertising, I want to help you grow your advertising business because it's good business development for me because eventually you're going to need paid media and we can be your white label partner. But I want to get you there so you're able to sell that in and have a profitable business. It's also good for people who have been in sales 5, 10, 20 years, whether it's media sales, marketing sales, um, real estate, or pharmaceuticals. You have the ability to make money rain down. And we can help you formulate that into brand positioning and a business through this agency accelerator program. That's what we're doing. Oh, and so, our website. Yes. Sorry. Our website, <laughs> website. is yes. <laughs> Who is this guy? Brill Media. B as in boy, R-I-L-L media.co. And that's where you can find all the information. Amazing. Thank you so much, Robert. Y'all, I encourage you to go check out Robert what he has going on with Brill Media, follow him on TikTok, as well as the other social media platforms that he's on. And if you have any questions about anything where you're stuck in your business, whether it's a personal business, or maybe you're working for an employer and you want to help them level up because it's going to help you level up your career, reach out to Brill Media so they could come alongside with y'all and build a partnership because we do not win and do life alone. We win when we connect and collaborate together. I am Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp. Make sure you like, comment, and follow the podcast. We're on 40 plus audio platforms. The video content is on YouTube. You can find out that by going to Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp in the YouTube search. And if you want to know more, head on over to genesisamariskemp.net. But other than that, leave a review on Apple. Love y'all. Signing out, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp and Robert Brill.